season two. We back, et cetera. We here at Catch Steak, New York. We have a special, special guest, Eddie. You'd like to introduce our guest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, when I was reading up on you, they kept using multi-hyphenate, which I found out is a really fancy way to just, you just kill it all over the place. <laughs> Writer, producer, studio head, actress, rapper, New York Times best-selling author, a lot of shit. Issa Rae. Thank you How for you that. Living? I'm living great. Thank you guys for having me on the podcast. No, thanks podcast. so much. Like, when we threw your name out, it was like, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to come fuck with us. Like, you know. So excited you're here. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited you're here. Issa's been cool to me every time I've seen her. Yeah? You know, I'm a so, fan. You're you're dope. And you showed us love like super early on. You showed us love season one. That's, that was a that was a big deal. <laughs> watcher like every week. He was locked I was in. locked in. That's what makes you even tune in? What makes you Cuz you were just in? funny. Ah, thank you. It was uh It sounds like I baited that. <laughs> so tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Guess me up. Guess me up. Definitely on gas you this show. But uh yeah, it was it was just, it felt like a normal some shit that I would see my my cousins or my sisters go through, you know? So it drew me in pretty fast. Much appreciated. It's yeah. it's it's funny watching back. Like, there's a real authentic feel to the show that you don't usually get from that type of setup. And the city, like we was just talking about beforehand, but just the relationships, the dynamics y'all have. And I remember I was I was telling somebody earlier, I watched it on a plane, like the first season. And flew to, the plane. flew to West Coast, <laughs> had them all downloaded, watch them. Immediately got off the plane and text my girl, like, yo, you gotta watch this show. Aww. This shit is crazy. And uh, but I was pissed now, it's over, I gotta wait a whole year. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> but uh nah, like, you know, th- it always resonated in that way. And why now though? Like, with all that said, like, why even was this always the plan? We get to five seasons, we wrap yeah. up these stories. Like, yeah, it was definitely always the plan. And first of all, thank you for saying that because, like, the authenticity and the groundedness, especially when it comes to being set in LA, was a goal mm-hmm. too. It's just you know, as we were talking earlier, I have a lot of love for that particular part of yeah. LA. Um, but that being said, yeah, from season one, we just wanted to tell a concise story. Like when I watch TV, I don't like to watch things that drag out. I like to know that the writers had an ending in sight and you're mm-hmm. building towards something. Like I think about Breaking Bad and knowing that, you know, Vince Gilligan was like, this is going to be the story of, I think he said Mr. Chips transform into Scarface. Scarface yeah. And you're watching that happen over the course of six seasons. And I didn't have that kind of thesis out loud, but I knew that there was a journey that these characters were going to go on from becoming, you know, from being insecure to being more comfortable in their insecurities and comfortable in their skin. Um, and so, yeah, five seasons felt like a good capping point. I mean, it's a the story of this show is well told at this point. YouTube and how it developed and on and on and on. Like, you you feel like you're able to tell your complete story now, the the story you had in mind. Maybe not from the beginning, just oh, it ends with this, this, and this, but able to flesh it out fully. Yeah, I do. I feel like with the end of this season, we were just given the trust to tell the story that we wanted to tell. You know, I love working at HBO. I feel like I'm just, you know, spoiled because they are big writers champions. Um, But yeah, I I didn't, and from jump, I didn't know that it was going to end like this. Mm. That changed. You know, there's multiple, there were multiple finales written until, you know, finally had a revelation. It was like, this is, this is the ending that I want. So I'm very curious to see how people are going to receive it. And scared. Scared? (laughs) Why scared? I mean, you're ending a show. People are mean. Like, I think about <laughs> the Game of Thrones uh, ending. I And as a faithful viewer, yeah. viewer, like, it was hyped. And you're watching the final season. And then you get to the last episode. And you're like, that's how y'all did, Arya? <laughs> that's how, really? Like, so that's that's the, that's the fear. I don't want that people to have that feeling. So you be on Twitter as <laughs> the show's on? Uh, yeah, heck yes. That's the best part of watching the show with the the live audience, live tweeting, reading them. Did that affect you early on? Uh, it it affected me in a positive way because I was big on, you know, I was watching Scandal on Thursdays. I think it was Scandal Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And, you know, tweeting, like yeah, excited yeah. that the ABC account was going to tweet me back. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know, to have a show that 
also yeah. did that and had that impact was exciting. Yeah. You know, being a regular person, knowing where, uh, you know, where the show had started and to have people that invested in your show is a compliment. Yeah, y'all yeah. like a war zone every week. Like y'all start some <laughs> shit up every time. It's a real cult now. Yo, like it's I'm in there arguing with people. Like I don't even, I've never even been in this relationship situation, but let's duke it out, I guess. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, Molly was tripping. Like, I was, fuck that. I love how passionate people get. It is it is intense. Um, but to your question of it affecting me, I do try to like yeah. not think about it while writing the seasons but this season was different because because we are ending it and i know there are going to be opinions and we don't have we're not going to have a chance to do more yeah. and address it you know i mean that's immediate engagement it's also immediate criticism though mm -hmm. right like y'all have had instances where it's like you know and then you got to speak up and defend yourself and you feel obligated to defend yourself still now season five like no uh i feel like i've only defended myself Maybe once, maybe twice. One I know for sure was like the whole condom yeah. thing. Um, and I felt obligated to defend that because it was taking people out of the story. Not because I felt like I had a moral obligation to tell people to use condoms. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, not Jesus. Like, look, go read the Bible if you want to wear condoms. But I'm like, it's. there were other moments where I felt like I should say something, but then I was like, they're not going to care about this yeah. next week. So there's no point. It feels heightened right now. Um, but it's just, it's not my job. That's a wild, like, criticism too. Like, we watch a movie with race cars. We just assume they get gas. You know what I mean? These, <laughs> these characters use the bathroom. You had to come out and say, okay, look. Like, uh, that's actually a really good point. I'm going to steal that. That's it, great. All right. Make sure you shout me out. Okay, I will. Everybody knows. I got but, you. No, nah, I mean, that was, I talked to him about, Social like that too, like just that instant. It can be gratification. It can also be like the the opposite, right? Instant criticism, instant. And I'm I'm happy to know it doesn't sit with you because your show is like the chatter for the show is so built on like instantaneously tweeting like, oh, I like this. I like this song. Oh, this person's decision was smart. This person, like, what are they doing? And so, you know, I know it has to like. It reaches you, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, like, w was that always the plan to be that engaging? No, you can't plan for that. And I think you can't chase that either because mm -hmm. then it also feels like people see through that. Like, yeah. they put this in here, so he's going to tweet about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. you get, you know, annoyed with that. So for us, it was like just stay consistent to the story. And if people react, they'll react. And so, like, there are things that happen that they latch onto that we never predicted. Like mm -hmm. we never predicted a Lawrence Hybe. We never predicted that people would, you know, hate Molly and go in on her. We never predicted like people calling Condola various different names. Like those are just, <laughs> <laughs> these are just, you know, story points that they took and ran with it. And I think the more organic it is, the better for me. Wait, wait. So you didn't think, you thought people were going to like Molly? I thought it was going to be, I, like to be real, I thought it was going to be more even. But yeah, yeah I forgot. We all thought it was going to be more even because we built in episodes like, okay, this is Issa's infraction. This is Molly's, episode two is Molly's infraction. Then Issa again. Mm -hmm. But from episode one, people were like, that bitch Molly, ooh, <laughs> fuck her. And I was like, episode one? Okay, well maybe Issa, they're going to be mad at Issa next week. It's all good. And then the episode two, they were still like, Molly, you so dumb. Like it was still, it just never, she never recovered. <laughs> and the actress, shout out to Yvonne. <laughs> Just, yeah, she had to eat that. Yeah. <laughs> I just she watched her from week to week, like, oh, so they don't see what Issa do. <laughs> oh, so okay, cool. And it, I think it really, I know it really got to her. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I, I was rewatching it. It's like she cheats on her man. Issa does, but I'm mad at Molly for like she can't. She's like grilling this dude. They're just dating and she's just grilling them about like being more together. And I'm like, I'm more mad at her than I'm mad at Issa for cheating. I'm like, yo, I can't like, this is too much. So, I mean, that's it. To, to hear that you even thought that she was going to be like, and that shit kept going. That shit yeah. all the way into season four. Like y'all fighting did. in season four and people still picking your side. I still stand by. Yes, Issa was definitely trash and had 
you know, did a lot wrong. And I think we were also thinking over the course of the series and because there had been such a big break between three and four, I think people just looked at four in a vacuum and were like, and they were just like, Molly's all wrong. Mm. But when you look at the course of the series, Issa has been a repeat offender. So um, <laughs> this is true. I implore people to go back and, and check that out. So, are you excited that, you know, this is your baby, this is kind of what your career has been built on to this point? You excited to now let that wander off into the world and, and move on to what's yeah, next? Yeah, like, what's next? Man, I'm excited to just see what's next, honestly. I'm, I mean, I'm shooting a, a new show right now called Rap Shit in Miami. I'm not in that. I just wrote it. And it is super, super refreshing to just be... You know, sitting at Video Village behind the scenes, giving notes mm -hmm. to other actresses like that is that is what I enjoy the most. Mm -hmm. um, but beyond that, I don't really know. I know that I'm going to continue writing. I know I'm going to continue to produce and collaborate with other people. But I don't know what I'm doing next, like in front of the camera. I was, and I'm I was okay just, with that. Yeah. I was just going to ask. It sounds like you're getting away from that. Or maybe. I don't know. I mean, I know that eventually, like I would love to do a limited series. Or something like that, but I know as what I what I just did with Insecure, where I'm you know creating it in the writers' room, then in like shooting the show, then in editing, where it takes ten to twelve months out of my life, mm -hmm. I don't ever want to do that again. I'm good. Is it just not wanting to be so forward facing, or it's I like to do too many things at once, and Insecure only allowed me to do like one to two things at mm. once. I got a lot done, but I would break my back to do it, and I want to just make sure that I have time allotted to do a lot of the things that I want to do. And yeah, I don't really like attention that much, you know? I mean, I don't... I like my work to get attention, you know mm. what I'm saying? But um, in general, yes, the forward-facing element is a lot. And your fame shot up, like... I hate when people say overnight success. You obviously were working for years and years, and years but your fame, like, it was, were you even like prepared for that? How did you deal with that as that's going on? Because I feel like that's got to be difficult. You know, at, at that age, you're still finding yourself, you fucking around, lose yourself, all that. Like, it's a lot. I'm glad that I was older. And I always say, like, athletes, entertainers, like, like I mean, athletes and musicians are on a way different level of fame than, like, mm. TV people. She's selling herself. I don't sure. believe that. She just didn't. You just do Met Gala, like you. I I did not want to go to Met Gala. I did it once, and I was like, and even at Met Gala, the first Met Gala that I went to, I was like, oh my god, I am not famous. <laughs> like I am nobody. So when you stepped into like this lifestyle of entertainment, like, did you feel like you for sure didn't wouldn't fit in? For sure, yeah. I definitely didn't feel like I fit in. I definitely felt like. You know, like my the first big event I went to was Essence Black Women in Hollywood. And I remember standing in the back of the line to do the red carpet and seeing Sanaa Lathan, who, you know, that I love Sanaa, loving basketball was my shit. Niecy Nash. Um, I want to say I saw, oh, Oprah was there. And I was just like, what am I doing here? And I almost, you know, le I left. I tried to leave to get out of the red carpet line because I was like, I'm not letting them take this picture and I have my raggedy grandma dress on. <laughs> and then someone pulled me aside and was just like, get in, go get your moment, sis. Um, and I've just repeatedly felt like just kind of a scrub and a freshman in Hollywood. But over time, you know, I felt like my place has been solidified. I was just going to say like, don't like you're not you're not that come on like, <laughs> I'm not a script cover okay. girl like hey. come on what you mean you like don't you're sell yourself short. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yo is she serious come on now but I mean, how 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 long did it take do you feel like to get through that because that must be like a weird because again you when the show got going it was now you you're everywhere I feel like everything happened pretty fast probably does it feel like that to you no that's so funny to hear you guys say that I don't know that everything happened really fast because. Yeah, I don't know that much. I guess shit changed, but you know when you're just in it, you're, yeah, you don't yeah, yeah. you don't really see it. But if I if I took the time to look back, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I've never really thought about it. Yeah, like the fast nature of it. No, because again, I don't feel like famous. Was that the aspiration, like to begin with? 
to to be an actress to be seen or was it always behind the camera type stuff you wrote a book real early on like was oh, it always that type of stuff behind and like you said uh you know media media role or whatever like yeah i wanted to i wanted to direct initially and i wanted to work in theater after college like i moved to new york mm. to work at the public theater and then this uh black theater spot called new federal theater and the goal was to write and direct theater. And then being there, I was like, oh, they like, they're like theater, theater. I don't want that. Like, these people are weird. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just got really into film and television. But I, yeah, I always wanted to be behind the scenes. I was always creating, editing, all those things. But I had this idea for a show called Awkward Black Girl. And I wanted my homegirl from college to play it because uh, she had been in like my first web series. Mm-hmm. And I hit her up to do it, and she was like, girl, I'm in law school. Like, I can't do it. You live in L.A., I'm in D.C. Sorry. So I'm like, fuck. Um, And then just over time, that idea just kept on, like, you Mm -hmm. know, it wouldn't go anywhere. And I felt like someone was going to steal it. You know, I was making all these excuses as to why I couldn't do it. And they were going to get to it before me. And then finally I was like, fuck it. I know what the character is going to be. Let me just be in it. Um, And was just terrified to put it out there. Because, you know, editing stuff, putting stuff online, I was seeing, like, the comments that other people would get. And <laughs> I'd be like, damn, that sucks for them. Woo, glad it's not me. So I was like, they're about to eat my ass up when I put this shit out here. And it ended up being positive. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. So thank you to my homegirl who said, no, I'm in law school. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, that type of elevation I, I like saying that because, mm. again, like we know the work that comes behind that, and a lot of people don't take that in consideration. You were also thrust into a place that's like now you had the responsibility of representation, and you, you know people are giving you all this. I seen a quote you said recently: "It's like Nicole Kidman doesn't have to represent for every <laughs> oh, white person." Yeah, like what <laughs> you you embraced that, and did you did you know that was going to be part of when you got going? Like that was going to be part of the process for you. I didn't, I mean, uh, uh, for Insecure, I was afraid of it because I'm like, people kept on hyping it as like, this is the black female experience. And and I'm just like, do not, like, it cannot be that. Yeah. It is about me and my friends and it is a very much my specific point of view and story. It can't do that. So even the the many times that I've made PSAs, like, hey, this is just one specific story. We're not trying to mm-hmm. represent all black women. It was still like talked about in that way. It was called like the black girls. And it just, it bothered me uh, because then people, you know, come at us like, what is this? This is not what we do. This is not what black women do. Black women don't do this. And I'm like, okay, but I do. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what now? Um, and then a lot of that chatter went away. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in white circles it stayed, but in black circles they just, you know, let us live and understood that we weren't trying to be the representation of all black women. I thought it was interesting in the first in the first episode actually in the car with Daniel, and he says like, what is it? he says like all black girls went to college like Drake, and uh, it cracked me up because that's not a character that's often on TV. Mm. You know what I mean? And so I got the kind of People feeling like it was this new wave of representation, but like I feel like what you say, like as you watch more, it's a very specific telling of somebody's experience, mm-hmm. you know. And it was just, I mean, I guess you had to bear that for the for the time being. But now you're past it. Like you feel like you can get into different types of storytelling. Like you feel like you can expand what you do because this is a modern city lifestyle story yeah like, shit, you might want to go make a sci-fi movie i for sure do <laughs> i want to and i want to do different things you know the show that i'm doing now is different than insecure and the other shows that i want to do and movies down the line like i have an idea of you know what i want to do there but i don't want to and i'm scared that you know people will excuse me want me to recreate insecure uh mm-hmm. over and over again because people always tend to want the same things from you um, so I just want to, in many ways, I say I'm just getting started because I want to get over that hump of yeah. like, you know, what people expect expect from me, what people know from me and just get better and more broad in what I'm able to do. So watching your stuff, a lot of the music in there is really curated. Like you stepping into that space soon? 
Definitely. Yeah, we have um, a label now. We are into music supervision. So we're doing music for um, a lot of different shows now. Um, it's called Radio, the label. I like puns with my name. <laughs> um, but yeah, the music is a character in anything that I make because uh, it just it really just adds to the story. And it's exciting. It's, it's exciting to discover songs and then find out that they complement the story that you're telling in a new way. And then people connect to the story on a different level because they may like that song or they may just identify with the lyrics. Um, so it's just really, it, it's a passion of mine. I know, like I've found artists on the show and I'm yeah. like, we're like locked in with music. So I oh, heard Kamaya. A lot, of, a lot yes. of stuff off the show. I heard, <laughs> yeah, I heard Kamaya on there for the first Kamaya time. Kamaya's amazing. And then she ends up being from the page. She stayed in Sacramento for a little bit. And I was like, oh, she's hard. Her she's my people. Crazy. Yeah. So it's like, it's dope that y'all put that forward because every show isn't scored like that. You know, every show, it, it don't matter what type of show. They won't always do that. They, and I miss that because, I mean, remember when like movies had soundtracks mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you would buy the soundtracks and sometimes bump that before you'd even see the movie. They have singles. And I just miss that feeling of just like, you know, great music and black shows in particular. And I felt like even early on like the music budget that we got was super low and you know shout out to our music supervisor um Kier Lehman who was able to get an increase every season because HBO started to see like oh y'all are really serious about yeah. the music music placement and we should a lot money for it so um yeah I'm really proud of, proud of the last couple of seasons of, of songs and I'm, grateful how much of that came straight from your playlist and you're like you showing up to the music supervisor like yo this shit has to be on there. Like it's definitely half and half. There's songs that I come up, come with that I'm like, like in advance. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see how, ooh, how it's about <laughs> to hit this scene proper. And then there's so many artists that he's introduced me to. Because what he'll do is he'll put um, every couple weeks, maybe maybe every month, he'll put like a folder together of songs that he'll and artists that he thinks I'll like. And then I'll go through those, you know, 20 or so songs per month and then just flag things that I think of scenes. Mm -hmm. And then when we edit the cut, then, you know, I have a list of like, let's try this here. Let's try this here. And then our editors have great taste, uh, too, because they have access to that that same uh, box of music that Kier sends through. And they'll temporarily place things. And their songs that they've placed where I've been like, oh, this is perfect here. Um, so it's like a huge collaboration. Gotcha. So what are you listening to these days? Ooh. Um, I'm listening to, I love uh, Don Tolliver's new album. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been having that on repeat. Uh, this is like, cause you I think it's your phone? phone? Yeah, no. Nah, yeah, well. like, I, I love Lucky Day's new song and I can't wait for his album. I left my phone. I'm so professional that I left my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and here. here I am with. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you are business. <laughs> Um, damn. I don't know. I'm always listening to to something new. And there are a couple of artists. Oh, Duckworth's album that just came out. Thank you. Wow. So much. Duckworth's album just came out. That's not even gonna help me. Oh, and Kirby. I love me some Kirby. We featured her on the show last mm -hmm. season. Dom Kennedy, James Blake. But yeah, I mean I'm I like the my music uh changes and then I start to listen hardcore to certain artists when I know I'm gonna have a project. Like with this Miami stuff, I'm listening to a bunch of Miami artists mm -hmm. and just trying to get like what the sound is gonna be for that show. So what is a Who y'all listening to oh. though? I wanna know. Who should I be listening to? I've been on Meek, real tough. Yeah, Drake, Meek, Don Toller, same stuff. CLB Drake? Yeah. yeah. You like it? Yeah. Why the oh, oh. in between? <laughs> I it's, love Drake. I'm a stand. You yeah, know, I mean, this is like as a Drake we. podcast, yeah. really. Like, <laughs> it we, is. <laughs> we stand Drake as much as we can. <laughs> okay, I we, love. We that. had forty, and we just oh just man, asked him about is. songs for an hour. Yeah, like, tell us how you made the call. Tell me. Oh, are you still listening to it? Um, that's my only thing. I need to. I feel like I need space to go back to it because usually Drake has been the soundtrack for like every phase of my professional career so when this came out i was like oh my god he's right on time mr ending but for some reason i'm not connecting with it in the same way that i usually do but it's been like tracks have been coming back through my playlist 
like on the shuffle and I'll be like, okay, let me just let me go back. Let me dive dive deep. Y'all are y'all both did Drake videos. Like, is this oh it? shit. Oh yeah. Yo, Which I mean, come on, like laugh now, cry later. That's also like I guess I went in expecting a specific energy too. Um so yeah. Yeah, that's like small world, I guess. But small world. That's the, y'all doing the Drake videos? Yeah. I was extremely excited Where to are you? be in. Oh my God, are you kidding me? And yeah. nice for what? Yeah. Yes, that was that was iconic for me. Did you tell him that your career is parallel, like you just said? Did you let him know? No, I have. <laughs> no, now he knows. What about? <laughs> now he knows. <laughs> but Drake, I love CLB. <laughs> <laughs> what you on? What you listening to? CLB, <laughs> Meek Mill. I'm in the gym with like pipe down repeat, like thirty minutes of just I that have song. Not listen to Meek Mill because. Y'all, for, y'all forgave him. For what he, the Drake thing? Mm-hmm. You didn't forgive him? Not yet. I mean, Drake forgave him. I know. <laughs> you still yeah, what's Drake I'm forgave? the girlfriend that's like, he asked for no onions, you know? So that's like, you know, I just I just felt protective of him, with him and Pusha T. I love this. I like, mm. I like you even more now. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know. Was, this I is great. This is amazing. Like, you holding that, that's like a... Six, seven, eight year crush. Yes. They didn't made he songs. Tried it. I mean, and the songs were the music that came out of that period was great. But I, I don't enjoy when people try him. You know, it's yeah, just like let him live. You speak. You preaching to the choir. Now. Yeah, you I, preaching I see. to the, the same way. <laughs> So, what's a break look like for you? Like when you're just totally off from doing shit, or have you had a break since you started this? That's a good question. A break. A break is really just doing nothing, but I haven't had like a a focused break yet. Every single time I think I'm going to have a break, it ends up being, you know, some shit. So I haven't, I hope December I get a real break um, and I'm planning for it. And that'll just be like traveling somewhere and mm-hmm. maybe hopefully turning my phone off. But I'm bad at doing that. Yeah, like. I like be- you can't stop working or thinking about. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a it tough is. One. It's like as soon as I wake up, it's on my mind. And I like it. I love what yeah, I do at the end of the day. So it's not anything to complain about, but it is hard for me, especially in my personal life, to just not, to just focus on my personal. I mean, to just, yeah, focus on my personal life and being a regular person without work because it's always coming up. Is that like problematic in your personal life? Like, is it? Like, these people had to get used to. You've yeah, been they, this way forever, though. I have. Yeah. Yes, I have been this way forever, and people are acknowledging that. But yeah, my friends call me out, uh, you know, my family sometimes, and I have to be conscious of it because I am super family and friend oriented, and I don't want to regret, like, if anything mm. were to happen or something like that, that I don't, I'm not fully present in these moments with these people I love, you know? So you, you just feel stagnant, like when you're just not able to dive into a project or whatever? I feel like I'm, yeah, wasting time. <laughs> it's it's a bad feeling. That's crazy. I mean, I, re- I get it. I mean, I would say that's normal. Yeah. If somebody. you're driven, that's normal, right? Yeah. Like, you I be guess. on that. I mean, I'm, I mean, yeah, to an extent, yeah. What's your break? <laughs> I mean... Yeah, just sitting around doing nothing. But for the most part, I'm like, you still, I'm still in it. Yep. So, like, I feel like I'm still in it. And it's hard to get away from, like, totally detach yourself from what you do every day, especially when you care about it. Yep. Know? And you enjoy it. And you enjoy it, yeah. It's like a kid like joy when I do it, you know? So, yeah. I'm sure you feel the same way. It's definitely the same. And I think to that, like, it, as long as I'm doing nothing, and I can think about it with no pressure. Cause that's when it starts that's to feel good. like work. Yeah, it's like when point. you have the pressure to deliver, but when I get to like do nothing, but also think about work and it's just on my time, then it doesn't feel like, you know, stress. That's a great point. It's so mental. Like it sounds like y'all both really can't turn it off. I know the season ended, like we, he was back at the gym. We're teasing him. Like, <laughs> right after? Not right after, you did like so a week, two right? Two weeks, but like. I mean, through it, and you know, like I said, those two weeks you're thinking about what yeah. I different, what I need to do next. Like you know, it's a fun, it's a fun process, but you know, it's a balance you gotta have. Cause some point, sometimes I overanalyze or mm-hmm. think too much. Or when don't you enjoy it? 
when when I put too much pressure on myself mm. to perform or to to you know. We talked on this show a bit. Um, you know, he's playing these high pressure games, and we've known each other a couple years now. So, first year he's injured, it wasn't really going through that, and then the, the next year it's like so even kill. Like I understood, like okay, this is how he can keep this up because mm. it's like we were laughing, like dude, everybody's on your ass, like and you know we're joking about it, and it's like, and then he goes out and performs and. It's in and out there, you know, and it was really enlightening to see. I don't even know if it's focus. It's almost like, like just tuning things out. You know, that's like, that's crazy. That's next level tuning out because you know I talk about having feedback, but people are people are literally yelling in your face, <laughs> <laughs> and that is like you have to tune it out on a different level. All I have to do is ooh, lock out. Didn't like that. <laughs> but y'all really have like you saw. Bro, like you know, and that's crazy. That's like a next next level focus. I don't understand how y'all aren't pissed and throwing balls in people's faces. <laughs> I mean, but you go. I mean, you got to deliver at the same standard. You know, I'm sure you when you sit down writing or trying to create, you put that pressure on yourself too. Yes, but it's like it's me yelling, "You suck!" In my own, <laughs> you know, it's not. That sounds worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Writing is so, it's so much solitude. You like, you it only, because you're the only one who knows for a long time before you finally go, it was this good? It's so like, true. Do you, do you uh, think this thing is good? It's so true. It's, it's a vulnerable position to be in. It's lonely. It's lonely to write some shit by yourself in that moment where you give it to somebody else to read and they take it, take a long time and you're just like, Oh, I didn't fuck with it. Oh, no. Why did I even give it to them? Why did I even think it was good to deliver? Why did I, like, just, you know, write like write a couple more drafts first? Um, but there's nothing satisfying when someone when it resonates. More satisfying than when it resonates with someone. The people in your life, they become parts of these stories. Yeah. Whether they want to or not. I, I, I had this... Originally, I wrote. Like, I wrote about music. And we would do these essays and tell, like, personal sides of our... Of our you know, our viewpoint of this music. And I had this kind of like thing in my head, like, yo, if you're in my life, you're pretty much sacrificed to be a part of what I had to say. Yep. That's selfish as fuck, though. <laughs> it took, I really had to go through like a personal situation. It was like, yo, why'd you put that out there? Oh. It is like, I mean, I didn't, like, it was a whole thing. Wait, was it like extremely personal? Because what's the line? Was it like a personal story that tells you like, hey, I'm going through it? No, nah, it was just experiences we had. Together? Yeah. Oh, well, then you're, they're your experience. And it was like, you know, they felt like they didn't sign up to be part of my story. I'm like, well, you kind of, <laughs> you came, you know, you were there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but did, did you run into issues with this? Because I know you've talked about your book, like, then you wish you didn't write that shit. Yeah. Yes. Oh wow, you went deep. Yes. The the <laughs> book is like parts of it are like I I regret that because mm -hmm. it is like I, I shared so much of, you know, my family stuff and uh like personal things. And I was like honestly 24, 25 at the time of writing. It came mm -hmm. out when I was like 26, 27, but like it was it was just more young minded and I'm and it's a representation. Like anybody who reads that now is gonna see that and just be like, "Oh, that's how she thinks. That's who she is," you know. And yeah. it's like, but I'm different from that person. I'm a, I'm far evolved from that person now. But um, yes, I've run into people being like, "Is this about me?" And in some cases, it hasn't been. Mm. Um, and when it is, sometimes I'll give a heads up, like, "Hey, I know you, you crying on my shoulder right now." Oh my god! Like a story just happened with my friend. And I think she'll be okay with me saying this, but like she was in a relationship with someone who, um, you know, they broke up and then a year later she gets a call from the police because he died in a car crash and nothing was, and like he had kind of ghosted her, but he was her, she was his emergency contact. Oh, shit. And so she had to like identify who... 
This is fucked up. Why am I telling this story? This is the part of the problem. Now you got me. <laughs> I'm sorry. But <laughs> like, you know, she was kind of shook by it and we were talking all over the phone and she was just like, this is crazy. And like his body wasn't like, you couldn't even recognize it. And, you know, the police are asking me who his point of contact is and he has kids and like, she's like shaking up and I feel bad. And then the more she's talking about it, she's like, yeah. And I was going to my parents 40th anniversary today, like all this. And then we just started laughing because it's really fucked up. It's not not at his death, but just that she's the type of person who stuff like this happens to all the time. Mm. And I told her, I was like, the irony of everything that's going on in your life and this happening, like, I'm going to put this shit in something. I just want you to know that. And so as she was telling you that you knew this was about to... Yes, and I let her grieve. But listening to every detail, she was like, and then this happened, and this happened, and this happened. And I was like, God dang, I will watch the shit out of this movie. So when this yeah. happens on episode eight, remember? <laughs> <laughs> like, that was some cold put shit. Put that on the platter. Man, but uh, yeah, I guess all that to say I'm a terrible person. <laughs> But do you feel like you'll tell the story the right way? Yes. If, if what? What's so, <laughs> so that's how you feel kind of justified to... I feel like it's an interesting story and I f like there are elements, you know, obviously that I left out for her benefit, but I feel like it's just an interesting story. But stuff like that, when I hear things like that, you know, I'm there for my friends, I'm there for my family, but I'm always thinking about like the story side of things. Like mm, what yeah. makes a good story? What would I want to see? So you just can't turn that off, like. I mean, I'm I I can still be a like empathetic person, mm. um, and honestly, if she had been like, if I had cracked that joke, like, oh, I can't wait to make this a movie, and she'd been like, I swear to fucking god, I'll kill you, then <laughs> then it would be off limits, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I think part of people are, are, except with the exception of your friend, mostly people tend to be like flattered yeah. mm -hmm. and people say shit like all the time like ooh my life should be a movie, ooh my life should be a this TV show. True. Well bitch bet, I got you. <laughs> <laughs>wedding like really shocked people are, are you private in your personal life too are you kind of like i've always been uh yeah my friends have always been like you know bitch you've been dating him for six months and we're just <laughs> finding out like what is this because i like to be sure um and then you know i i always just think you know people don't care uh and most of the time they don't so if you i'm always been like don't ask, don't tell. Mm -hmm. uh, if you ask me, I'll glad like the the people close in my life. I'll tell you, but yeah, I'm not really one to, to just shares everything. And um, then fame just kicked that into overdrive for you, for sure. Yeah, because it was just you know it's a lot of strangers who are curious about your life and your every move and who have so many opinions. I just don't like. Like I didn't ask. <laughs> I didn't ask for your opinion. I mean, it's like the generational oversharing too. Like, it you, is. We're all in our thirties. Remember, you used to have strangers. Like, you you might not know people, or like yeah. people used to break up yeah. and just never see the other person yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like you I might, can't imagine that. You, break you feel up with, like you always keeping tabs on something. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. so true. Like you used to just break up in peace. Like, okay, I'm moving to Boston, and I'll never run into you again. <laughs> but. Well, there's some like there's some exes that I have tried to like just see like what the fuck they doing now, and I can't, you know, because <laughs> I think that's their, <laughs> I well now like some people I feel like thirty and above just missed the social media wave and we're smart enough not to have a presence. Mm -hmm. So some people I genuinely can't find, which is really impressive. But I also haven't like tried super hard. Y'all got presences though. Well, <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't help it, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, cause I, I'm I'm kind of amazed with like how you are able to put up that wall. He, he I see him do it too. Like, you know, y'all aren't entitled to all of this parts of me. You know, it it's just it's interesting watching you do it. Like people were blown away when you posted that. Oh shit, we got married. Like you know, and it was like, but we live in a world where people feel like they should have known that. <laughs> 
I don't I don't see why. Uh, I mean, part of me was like, oh, this is crazy the way that this is blown up. Like I knew that, you know, it's a it's a wedding slash photo shoot, and like people are interested in that in general. So I was like, okay, the basic interest will probably be there. But the way that the narrative spun where it was like some big secret mm. uh, was crazy. I mean, I watch it happen. People have babies. It's like they're in their comments. Post your kid. Like, why? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is, it looks like a baby. What the There's fuck? no more boundaries in it. <laughs> Here. No boundaries. You're supposed to just expose everything. Yeah. Especially if you're famous. Yeah. You know? So to yeah. be secretive and be, you know, intimate with whoever you with is is rare, but it's like, isn't that supposed to be the normal way it to is. operate? It is supposed to be the normal way. And it's like a luxury for people who aren't, you know, in the spotlight. Like you just get to have relationships and social media made it like it necessitated exposure like so if you don't post your person if you don't talk about them then you're hiding that person or you don't love them and that's, that's crazy it's put different like um expectations on relationships it's just even friendships right like even mm-hmm. even that like you got to show who you're around mm-hmm. or it's not real you know there's there's this idea that if you don't post it it didn't happen and it's like i'm not, I, I don't post 98% of what happened, you know what I mean? Like, why would I do that? A lot of other people don't either, but, you know, it make it seem like, you know, the perception. Yeah, it's, it's, it's highlights. That's what people say. Well, it's like, highlights. what do you, because I'm thinking as a as a person who, like, looks at people's stories, who, you know, is interested in seeing what people are up to, what, what are they supposed to post? Because I know what I scroll past. If I scroll, if I see something sad as fuck, I'm just like, oh. I'm sorry, you know, and keep it pushing. <laughs> but I want to see, I want to see highlights. I guess it depends on like what movie you're in the mood for. Mm-hmm. Like, are you uh, in the mood to cry? Then go on fucking Tumblr or Twitter. Mm-hmm. But on Instagram, I want to see, I want to see your highlights. I'm nosy. Like, <laughs> I don't want you in my shit, but I'm yeah. nosy. Yeah. Like, I want to see what y'all got going on. You know, I'm king of, especially if you're gonna volunteer. Yeah, if you're gonna volunteer. Oh yeah, to- yeah. Oh, yes. I've definitely got... I love going down, like, a nosy rabbit hole. Especially when I think that I've discovered something. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, shit. She has not posted. Wait, <laughs> what What's he doing? Oh, you know, like, that is one of the most satisfying feelings ever. And I know that... That's why I'm scared to put my shit out there. Because I know how I am. I'm, so. I'm like a gossip page person. <laughs> like, I kind of don't care, but it's entertaining at the same time. Like... Y'all do whatever, but the way they'll be like, yo, they're at this bar, look. Yep. And then this girl's also at this bar. And so, oh, guess what? Yep. And it's like, holy fuck. And it, it's sleuthing. It's that internet sleuthing shit. Like, it's, it's, it makes it fun. Um, but yeah, it's also terrifying because you have to understand that also people are scrutinizing your life like that. Like, I had, I've had people hit me um, just based off of, you know, random stuff I posted. Like, are you okay? Or what's going on, sis? Tell me the tea. And it's just like, that's not, I was just posting. I just like this restaurant food and I was eating by myself. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay. When him and I met, that was like our first kind of understanding. Like, this isn't that deep for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What, like the fame stuff? No, just being on social, like, uh, <laughs> kind of like those type of engagement. Because he gets, he takes it because he'll poke at people like, okay, that's I've dumb. <laughs> and it's like, oh, he shouldn't do that. And it's like, why not? It's funny. It amuses us, right? And so it was like a big breakthrough. Like, and it's the same way. Like, I might post the saddest fucking Drake lyric from Jungle or from Jaded, but I'm actually cool. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm doing. <laughs> we'll be at fine. dinner with Shorty right now. Yeah. Like, I'm cool. <laughs> like, don't worry. <laughs> but yo, that fucking bar, like, it is. It, it hit me. <laughs> it says something to me. Do y'all have people? You don't have to say who, but do you have people who are you're like? No matter what they post, I'm gonna be nosy. Like I'm, I'm in this. Oh yeah, like you got these people. Yeah, I mean it's like four or five years of like following you. Like I've grown with you at this point. Yeah, so, yeah. It's it's crazy how it just organically flowed into like yeah, you're part of my family now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we watch people grow up, right? Yeah. We watch people like 
you'll follow somebody, they're like starting college. And you'd follow them for so fucking long that like now they're at that job, they was where they got kids and never met these people. Like Mata had to drop some comments and like, you know, you like each other's shit. But you're friends now. Yeah. yeah. I, it is bizarre. Like the little online friendships and relationships that you build. I I met him online, so I online I disagree. Friends? I disagree. I think Which it's I think it's perfectly normal. No, I think that's crazy. It's crazy, <laughs> like, but it's that's amazing. So y'all met online and became friends. Yeah, I was talking crazy about him. Shut up. Nah, that's not exactly why I, I was, but that's not exactly why we came across. I looked at him as more like basketball media. Like it was easy to meet him as yeah. opposed to just like a random ass fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a little different, but I did meet him online. And then y'all fell in love. <laughs> he, he invited me to Thanksgiving, which was like, you know, when Andy put his name on a uh, buzz, like buzz. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're here. All right. All right, man. This is. Real. <laughs> I seen the potential of my guy, and I, I was interviewing him the whole time. Yeah, at, at Thanksgiving. Why Thanksgiving? No, just over the internet. Uh, Okay, so you were filling him out. Like it was a test and he passed. No, it was. And I look back and like. the greatness in him through the internet. I look back like, he fucking was like quizzing me. Like (laughs) (laughs) asking me about basketball coverages and shit. What do you mean? That's dope. (laughs) But no, I mean, that's a crazy phenomenon. I mean, I have a lot of people in my life who I feel like, I don't feel particularly close to them, just well informed about them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just. It's very modern, right? I mean, it could be weird and it could be it could be cool too. It can, it's a balance between it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think 100%. it just depends on who the person are, yeah. is because like even in conversations with people that I haven't seen in a long time, because of I'm following them on socials and I'm watching their stories or whatever it is, like I know their updates. And it mm. may be weird to be like, Oh, how's your two year I saw that they're walking now, like they're doing all this. <laughs> and it's just like you haven't told me any of this, but you posted it. Yeah. And I feel like I have a Right, in a sense, to ask about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't post it, then I won't bring it up. That that happened to me. My uncle, my uncle has since passed, and I hadn't seen him in a couple of years. But like, he was really up to date on my life, and it kind of fucked me up. Like, <laughs> how do you know? It's like well, you you post it, you put it on Facebook. But it like because of that, I won't delete Facebook because I got aunts uh, and cousins. It's like they want to see what I'm doing. I had to let that go. I'm never active, but like, you know how you- Facebook? Yeah. But I'll go and just dump all the shit I post on IG. Young people hate Facebook. Hmm? Like, people our age hate Facebook. Yeah. It's so bad. Facebook used to be my shit. Facebook is the reason that I'm sitting here with y'all today. I will, like, you know, I am thankful for Facebook, but what it is now is terrible. That's hilarious. That's me with Twitter. Oh, word. Like, I'm so grateful for Twitter, just like career opportunity. Again, we met Mm -hmm. there. But it's such a different experience now. Yes, yeah, yeah. Than it yeah. used to be, and yeah. it's just like this isn't. I guess I just got to crack jokes with my friends like a regular person, not these forty thousand strangers. But you, know? you don't think it's because of the people that you follow, like that also curates your experience. So do you do the thing where like you follow people you're like staunchly opposed to at all times? No, why would I do that? I do that. Like it's like why? I want to see the other perspective. Okay, all right, watch. Yeah, I don't know, like. To have that, then I understand why you hate Twitter because <laughs> that's just on your page. Uh, I see opinions that you know I don't agree with, but I don't, for the most part, see a lot of people that I hate or. I had to tune that. I, I started feeling disconnected. Like I was just on my phone too much. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's like I had to learn how to not do that. I'm definitely on that. Like I deleted. Except when when I'm doing like promo runs and stuff, like I'll delete it during the week. Or the ideal thing is like deleting it, uh, you know, for months at a time. You know. Are you on this? You, he's got a weird <laughs> dynamic of like as locked in and connected as he can be. He also can just like we've chilled and it's. Just, I never saw his phone. I feel like I went through my phase of. Deleting it, like I, I, I deleted my whole Instagram page, Twitter page, mm-hmm. for like a year and a half, and I just, so I, I knew what it was like not having it. So when I got back on, I was like, All right, I, can, I feel like I can cut it off. You know what I mean? I, I know when to stop. You know what I'm saying? You what ever, prompted the delete in the first place? Was it was just, just toxicity? Yeah, there's too many opinions, and I, and mentally, I wasn't 
at that point where I could take it all yet. You you got a different discipline there than me. Because you know how, like, I get to arguing and then we just... Now I need it. I need to feed off the head. <laughs> what? <laughs> I really enjoy then it. Then yeah. do you provoke it? Sometimes. <laughs> but Not always like, on purpose either. I feel like I had to get myself right in order to conquer social media. Yeah. Because it's become a part of our lives. It's just like everywhere now. You look at an arena and they're going to have had their Twitter page right on the side of the court, mm -hmm. you know, and they got the Instagram pages every time they blasting that on the broadcast. So it's like, I got to live with this at some point. Mm -hmm. it's, it's powerful. Like, so, I really thought it was going to be, you know, one of those things that we look back on. I'm like, remember dial-up phones? Yeah, you know, like yeah. in that way, but it's, it's really a part of our lives. It's just not going away. Like, it's just, it's just a part of the experience of 2021, right? It's just like, I do something I enjoy, it's gotta go. I like I see something, even if it's close friends, like I have to let people know that I've done this thing. And it's just, I know. It's like a drug, it's like a drug. Like they compare it to a drug. It's addictive it, for sure. The little endorphins of like, oh, I got all these likes. Like <laughs> some sick shit. Like we just 20 minutes is just Look how much that's a part of I know. <laughs> I, know. I know. So all right, before we let you go, what's next? We know you have the show, mm -hmm. rap shit, loosely based on the City Girls. Is that no? They're involved. They're involved, but it's not their story. Okay, uh, their story is amazing, but yeah. no, our story is, is different. I just was doing it in the city, um, and you know, was like, oh, they're female rappers. It's about female rappers. Like, do they want to get in on this with me? Um, and they were with it. And they were with it. Yeah, that's dope. That's amazing. But um, what's next? Uh, just figuring shit out next year. Like I wanna, uh, I wrote a movie that hopefully will be, uh, it's an, an adaptation of a movie, oddly enough, about our phones. And, oh shit, uh, look at the see? internet. Yes. Let's see how part of your you, shit. Y'all already knew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm excited about that. And hopefully we'll be getting that together, shooting that next year. Um, but then beyond that, I'm just kind of open. Yeah, newlywed. Was it weird having that out there like that? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, uh, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, custom Vera Wang, like you can't not share that, right? <laughs> that was the that's, whole point. That's you gotta point. flex that shit. Yes, and that's that's the only reason that pictures were posted because it was a custom Vera Wang and they were like, we'll get this dress, but can we post a picture? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, nah, like, that's like, did. yeah, that's a flex. Had to. That's some next level shit. See, celebrity. Told you. Right? <laughs> Free shit. That's some celebrity shit part. right there. That's some celebrity ass shit. Yeah, that's the perks right there. Yeah. That was yes, fly. That was fly though. Yeah. So Insecure. Season five. You. Insecure season five. Sundays until December. Uh, tune in. Make your opinions known. Dude. Do they get married? Like, are you going to give us the spoiler? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Watch the show. <laughs> well, look, thanks so much for doing this. It was Thank great. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me You're on. You're hilarious. And Appreciate we're rooting you. for you. And uh, thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you.